Yes, sir. We need to get into it. You ready? Let's get it. All right, yo. What's up, man? It's your boy, D. Starks. Starks artist. You are now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast, where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. Welcome. If you're tuning in for the first time, and welcome back if you've been rocking with us for a while. We appreciate all y'all tuning in, showing love and support. We got 48 of them. 48. We almost to 50. Almost a year. I feel like we mentioned that a while ago, though. I feel like a veteran. I feel like an old man. A vet. I'm the rookie in the vet. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, look. We ain't got a story time for y'all today. We don't. Yeah. (laughs) No story time, so we're just going to get straight into this one. Um, Not keep y'all waiting. So, we... um, I had Burger King the other day. Is that blasphemous? That's not not enough for a story time. I I ain't going to lie. I love the transparency. (laughs) I just forgot to be open and you know open with y'all. <laughs> That's crazy. That's better than RB. No, nah, but you remember I'm doing better. No, no, no. You remember uh uh whenever you found me down here, I said that that could be in your story time because you were on me about that when you found me down here. Like say what I said. I forgot about that, bro. Yo, we, we, yeah, we are gonna get into that, bro. So basically, <laughs> so basically, we just switched rooms, right? We had a deal. He wanted my room. And we were like doing some renovations, whatever. So he gets his new room. He gets new floors, paints the walls, gets a new bed, puts his desk up there. Bro go, goes all out for this room. Y'all hear me? Like, how much money? How much? It was a lot. So basically, like he said, we we're, were, we were switching rooms because um, I, I just wanted his room because it's like in a better space or whatever. And like, right, I right. just like the layout more. And so um, I repaint everything. And then, like he said, I put like crazy. the flooring down. I went crazy. low key crazy. I put like a lot of stuff. I, I put Bro a lot of stuff in there. 12 months worth of lotion, deodorant, all types of stuff. Like, it goes crazy, right? So, <laughs> so all this happens. Like, it's set up. It's cool. Like, his room is nice. I'm like, oh, it's valid. I, I come downstairs. I come downstairs one night. Bro, sleeping on the futon <laughs> downstairs. Like, bro didn't just invest a billion dollars into his room up here. Sleeping on the futon. I'm like, bro, there's no way you're in your mammy's basement right now when you just got a whole new room. Nah, so, bro. See. We can't let that slide. No, dog, he, wasn't, he wasn't hearing me. He came downstairs. And, like, I'm just watching, like, Netflix on my phone. And bro's, like, just hammering me. Like, just joking on me for no reason. <laughs> for about, like, ten minutes. You can't let that slide, bro. But, like, you have to understand. Sometimes it gets, like, extremely hot. and Not even like, extremely hot. It'll just be, like not cold enough and like i like sleeping in the cold for all those who understand like you know get it those who get it get it you know but i like i just like being cold and so in the room it was like unbearably hot like not that hot but enough to where like i couldn't even fall asleep so i was like well i might as well get up because the basement is always freezing cold the way i like it and like i might as well get up and sleep down here and then he just so happened to catch me like that That's so that's the only good. reason no no that sounds good bro i have I, slept I, I down here him, a few nights just because like it just hasn't it just ha- it's, it's cold down here like i can't sleep i can barely sleep in my room i spend my days in my room though that sounds good i told him to get a fan he ain't invested in one yet so that's on him a fan ain't gonna fix the room bro just saying <laughs> anyways okay i guess that was story time we lied but anyways <clears throat> let's hop back into it let's or let's, let's get into it episode 48 um I was I was thinking about this earlier, but earlier this week I was in my room just sitting at my desk and a thought that I had previously, like a few months ago, had kind of like just resurfaced in my mind and I kind of like got a little convicted. And basically it was about how I was like forsaking my local assignment and that there were like a lot of friends and family close to me that were still not saved and I had not made like an intentional effort to make sure that they had heard the gospel or been an example in their life. You know, I was just thinking about the fact that, yo, I have people who 
listen to me essentially all across the world, but do people in my own city know my name? Mm. Right. I got friends who literally not don't even live 10 minutes away from me that I haven't reached out to. Right. That I haven't even like invited to church or been as like, like I said, intentional and making sure that I'm being a light for them. And that thought then led me uh, to remember a conversation I was having with a family friend of ours. And we were talking about like the importance of evangelism and how like we have a very comfortable Christianity in the sense that it's it we we missed the point that the kingdom is about multiplication and we can get caught up in like this. Oh, it's just me and God. Right. And me focusing on my relationship, being obedient to what he's telling me and the season that I'm in, which isn't inherently wrong. Yeah. But it gets to the point to where we can neglect, right, the part of going out into what all nations, right. right? Just not my household, right? Just not my own prayer closet, not just attending my own church, but making sure that the message I have and what I've experienced is being like like shared to people around me. So as I was thinking about that, um, I just thought about like the phrase or like the term of like having a personal Jesus, Right. And I think that's somewhat of the mode that I found myself in. And then I see a lot in other people is the fact that you know, we have a Jesus that can save you, but it's just for us. Mm, right, and it's right. something that we don't want to actually share. Right. Or necessarily um, give to other people. Right. And almost gatekeep in a way because right. we're not as intentional or we lose the almost the most important part of our faith. Right. Of course, outside of sustaining our relationship with God, maintaining it and growing spiritually, it's then to give this to the world. And sometimes that can be, you know, just put on the back burner of everything we're trying to do, advance like our career, our mm-hmm. ambitions and all that. But like, yo, when's the last time you've actually like talked to someone or discipled them or walked them right. through the process of salvation type of thing? And this is something that we've talked about before, way back when in episode seven, it happens on Monday. OG. OG. OG and we just talked about the fact that like there should be more people getting saved in your job, in your school than there is in the church. Mm. And we talked really more the significance of it and the importance of it. So this is going to be like an extension of that conversation, just going deeper in terms of understanding how vital it is, but also like, you know, more, more detail on how to do it effectively in terms of evangelism and actually like, you know, talking about God. Yeah. There's a, um, this whole conversation reminded me of this instance in Mark five. And and this is one of those Bible stories that, I feel like I've heard it so many times, you know, throughout church, like, you know, growing up. It's just one of those ones I've definitely heard before, but I didn't really get from it what I got from it this time. And I thought this was really powerful. So this, this is a story of Mark 5 about the demon-possessed man, how Jesus comes to this man. And he's like, what's your name? Says Legion, we are many. And it's when he casted the demons into the pigs, and that's when they go into the, the ocean, they drown themselves. So after this whole instance, and God delivers this man, the, in Mark five eighteen, this man comes up to Jesus and it says that he begs Jesus to go with him. But Jesus refuses and says, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. So I thought this was very powerful because it's like Jesus himself tells this man not to follow him, but to go to speak and to minister and talk to other people about what he's done. Um, I think that's this story is very important to this conversation because like Darren was talking about, we can get in this sort of tunnel vision and, and neglect the whole original purpose of why why we're doing it, you know, like he literally says, go go to your own people, and and tell them what the Lord has done for you. So it's like I, I've delivered you, now go talk about it, you know. Um, 
and yeah, I think it's just important. We can't really ne- neglect that that part of our lives because that's really the entire purpose of why we're doing it. No, yeah, and that thing got me got me thinking about even the woman at the well. We see this like trend throughout like the gospel, and even when God's interacting with people, that from this experience they had with Him, they have no choice. Right. They have no other response but to go and share with other people. And then that's really a mirror with our own lives. When I see it in my my life and myself is, you know, when I first got saved, it was like I had to let everyone know about what I just I experienced when I came in in contact with. It's like if, if you've ever if you ever go to like some type of like concert or you have you go to this this restaurant or you try this product or like some type of shoe or whatever. Yeah. Yo. And, it, and this happens so many times or even, yo, if you listen to a podcast or some type of uh, sermon, right? And it's so good that you have to go have to, to some, somebody, exactly. right? You listen to that one song, it's like, yo, this is fire. And you send it to the chat, right? Because there was something like you, you that's the response to something that is so like impactful right. and that changes you and it's transformative and or like you find so much joy or pleasure in. And that's what we usually see, obviously, like when we first get saved and we're like, we have that, that honeymoon phase of like being on fire for God that, yo, we don't want to do anything else but let people know exactly. what just happened, exactly. the transformation that just changed. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like we can just go through our walk with Christ and, you know, mature and we can lose that, right? Yeah. We can lose that. And it, it comes to the point to where it's not the fact that we're not open to the conversation, but it's not something we actually initiate anymore. You know, like it's not something that we're necessarily as very, uh, it's a priority to us as it once was. And like I said earlier, it just gets placed on a back burner. Like for me, I just even had to ask myself, and I mentioned this uh, in you know a previous episode, but the fact of like, yo, when's the last time you shared the gospel with someone? Because it can just get, we can just get so comfortable in, okay, it's just me, my prayer life mm-hmm. and me getting in the word and yo if i'm good if i'm consistent with that then everything's okay mm-hmm. then i'm doing good yeah. oh well i read my bible every day this week you know what i pray i prayed i've been praying consistently for the past three months right. but yo have you been a light mm-hmm. have you walked have you been have you gone out into the world and right. proclaimed like preached the gospel right it's like yo i've attended church every sunday but when's the last time you brought someone with you and actually or invited them so they can have that experience or have that type of encounter? And uh, whenever I was just looking a few things up, there's a scripture that I came across that we've all heard before. I've heard so many times, but I've never actually taken the time to really look up, study or even go deeper on it. But it's in Second Timothy 4, 2. And essentially, it's it's um, an NIV version. It talks yeah. about how the fact that uh, you have a command or you're commanded to preach the word and you need to be ready in and out of season. But then I had changed this and I read it in the Amplified version and it gave like just a deep, really deeper meaning to everything. And it says, preach the word as an official messenger, be ready when the time is right. And even when it is not keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome. Correct those who err in doctrine or behavior. Warn those who sin. Extort and encourage those who are g- growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. And like reading that in that version just gave it like a whole nother meaning to me in the sense that the one thing that stuck out to me is like keep your sense of urgency. Mm. And sometimes me personally, I have a bad habit of downplaying the need for God. Maybe not in my own life, but the world. That's good. So it's crazy. This past month, there's been a lot of SCA camps that have been happening going on. In an SCA camp, for those who aren't familiar, is essentially just like, you know, 
Um, if you've ever been to church camp before, you basically are there for about like four, no, four to six days. And right. you have you have chapels, you have different sermons, you have activities. And of course, it's like just a time to like have fun, socialize, also incorporate it with like a lot of faith. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to do one last month and it was an extremely like transformative experience just being there. And I was, I was a huddle leader. So I had like a group of kids that um, I basically guided. I was like, you know, their mentor and or their guide for the entire time that were there. There, I mean, ranged in age from like, I guess like 13, around 13 to 18 or so. And hearing their stories and everyone that comes to this camp isn't necessarily always saved or that has a relationship with God or even encountered him at all. So all the kids hearing their stories and what like what they've been through, what they've gone through and what they're currently going through more importantly and the struggles that they face at like 13, 14, 15 years old, it was eye opening. For sure. It was just the fact that like not in a negative way like reflecting their character but just like of looking at the world and like yo, people need God. Yeah. And you can lose track of that. Like sometimes I, I don't have like I said like that sense of urgency or having in my mind the significance of like the absence that God has in our culture mm-hmm. and in our generation, right? And and how that shows up in different people. And it was funny because I was having a similar conversation with my friend, like not even a few days ago, because she went to an FCA camp and she had like you know um, young girls from the ages of like ten to fifteen and her sharing the stories of like what they were going through at that age it was just like yo like you know what i mean like yo like there can be no other answer in our solution outside of like exactly. yo finding god through that and him being at the center of like our culture and making sure that like he's there and so that that's why i wanted to bring up that scripture and even like really mention those stories because it's that sense of urgency that that we miss right whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable whether convenient or inconvenient because you know sometimes we wait for the right opportunity or the right time which there is but we also have to be very like assertive in our approach as well very assertive and sometimes i think we're on that passive end of like making sure we're putting god at the center of every room we step into right or every person that we encounter in some capacity or not obviously whether that be through your life or be you actually like speaking um and so yeah i just i just wanted to mention that because i think um, that's one thing that's been highlighted for me, just having that sense of urgency. And I don't want to have to go to a camp, right, mm-hmm. or always have to, like, hear or experience some, I guess, you know, very tragic or saddening story for me to have that fire exactly. again. Exactly. It's all about being consistent with that and making it a, a priority in my life. And that's what I really want to transition to. Yeah, that's, a, that's even... I kind of had a similar conviction when I when we when I went to those couple camps and everything. I think it's I don't know, maybe it was just that I was so caught up in like God's like personal presence in my life that I failed to realize his lack of presence in other people's lives, you know? And that's why it's important to go out and be more intentional about it like you're talking about. And I had learned this concept. It was in a speech class a couple years back. I remember and it was it was talking about how there's always two conversations happening at the same time. There's always a nonverbal and a verbal conversation. And they're both equally as important. Um, I think a lot of people in certain conversations might put a lot more emphasis on the verbal, and some people might put a lot more emphasis on the nonverbal. Basically, what that means is basically the verbal is like me speaking to you, the nonverbal stuff like cues, like, you know, facial expressions or body language, stuff like that. But basically the point is like they're both equally as important. And, I, and I'm trying to apply this concept in my own personal life to even outside of just a conversation and the fact that 
what you're say what you're saying as well as what you're doing are both things that are equally as important. Even when you look at the life of Jesus, his actions are what opened the door for his words to be heard. And he always had a perfect balance of both. You know, it, like imagine if Jesus came down and it was all actions. It would be like, okay, what are you doing it for? Like, yeah, like you're walking on water, turning water to wine. But like, okay, what is this? What is this for? Imagine if he came down and he was just talking, but there was no action. No one would really give weight or too much attention to what he was saying. So it was, it was the balance of his actions and his words that really ma- made his ministry what it was, you know? So I think... It has to be the same for us because what what Darren was saying has kind of resonated with me because I got to a point very recently in my life where I was more passive with it. I was like, yeah, like my actions, you know, are important. I was like more focusing on that, which they are, but I wasn't really speaking to anyone. You know, I would go to work. I would put my headphones in. I wouldn't talk to anybody like, yeah, my actions are going to do it all for me. And it's like, no, that's not that's not the case. Like it has to be like he was talking about. You have to be intentional with both how you're how you're moving, but also what you're saying. It's it's just really at the at the foundation of what I'm saying, you just can't be on either side. You can't be all actions, all words. Like it has to be a balance of both. Like you have to be someone who strives to be intentional about both. Because I saw this quote and it basically it said, Words without actions are just syllables and actions without words is like a door that leads to nothing. So that's why mm. like it, it has it has to be a balance of your words and your actions you have to be more intentional about keeping both up yeah i like that what was that what was the last quote what was words, the last part words without actions are just syllables and actions without words is like a door that leads to nothing mm. the balance of both i like that and we always we emphasize that a lot here but the fact that you do lead with your life right you know but there also has to be because i think again we can get so we get it's just it's comfort yeah it's comfortable, sure. right? We, and and it, we can justify that in our own minds, even mm-hmm. for myself. It's like, okay, well, I know I'm resembling the character of God, so that's all I need. Right. Like, I, I've done my part. I've done my role. Like, I go to work every day. Um, I go to school every day. I'm encountering these people. I have these conversations. And, well, they see it through my actions. Because mm-hmm. we may be, it may be too uncomfortable to step outside and actually start that conversation. Exactly. Or do the do the real work of mm-hmm. speaking to people and like you know sparring in terms of conversation with our people's theological beliefs and their philosophies. You know, it's easier just to paint on. Well, like you know, it's through my life. They can read that, right? Which they can, but it's important to actually like you know speak and ha- and have those conversations in whatever capacity that looks like. So I like that. And another thing, <laughs> talk to me. I don't know. Another thing I wanted to mention that was on my mind. It's it's the whole, and it's it's a part, and it also like the whole digital thing, right? Right, like when it comes to d- just being online and the whole social media, like you know, social media, you know, digital ministry, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Even with me, it was a, uh, oh, it was just a scapegoat. It was just an excuse. It was a mask. Mm-hmm. It was me evading. So it was like, okay, when I was thinking about this, I was getting convicted about it. I'm like, well. I've been doing the podcast, right? Like I've been, you know, posting these videos. Like right. this has been like my ministry. This has been like a part of my evangelism, which is partially true. But like there is more that I can do. A lot more. There's more people. I, there's a lot of people I've encountered. There's a lot of conversations I've had and I haven't opened the door to that. I haven't even tried to, you know. And so, you know, wherever whatever that looks like in your own life, I think the scripture in your bio is cute. <laughs> but there's... there. <laughs> There's more. There's more. We've been over this. That 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 TikTok you saw and reposted 
that was probably really powerful. It probably helped a couple. I promise it probably it did. But there's more. There that reel you saw on IG and added to your story, I'm sure it hit your target audience. I'm sure it did. But there is more. And I think we can we can get into this mode where we just believe that's enough. Mm. And that's a stopping point of my evangelism. Why share this? Oh, why share stuff on my social media? Well, my social media is, I'm sure I think I've heard that before, actually. Right. Well, my social media, like, you know, I post like guy stuff or whatever. And that's amazing too. Yeah. But there's real life as well. <laughs> there's real life. That's funny. Right. And that's I'm that that's talking to me. Like there yeah. there's real life as well and there's people that you encounter that aren't gonna see that. Yeah. And aren't gonna come in contact with that. And so how are you gonna get to them? And so I just wanted to mention that as well because like I said, there's there's a balance. It's just a balance of both, right? In different areas of your life, like whether that be online or offline, that um I wanted to talk about and mentioning that funny because while Jordan was doing that, I was looking at something because I put this poll up on my wow. personal Instagram and someone asked me a question and they said, what's one of your ways of sharing your faith in pu- a public area, yeah. public area, excuse me, which I thought was a great question and which kind of lead, which basically is like evangelism and how I do that. And my response was, this may be very uh, untraditional, but I just try to act natural and have genuine conversations christians be christians be weird sometimes very we we make it harder than what it needs to be and something i I did know is the fact that um in the bible in luke 17 21 it says that the kingdom is within you so anytime someone comes in contact with you they should have an opportunity to enter it so whenever we are evangelizing or having this conversation it doesn't always have to be something that's so forced Right. You're going to have the opportunity and the time and place to like plant that seed that you're you're hoping to get through to somebody, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And something else I wanted to mention in that in that post that I I wasn't able to because I just have enough space. is the fact that like people don't want to be preached at at all. Say it louder. People do not want to be preached at. And what I mean by that is not that, that. I'm a Christian. not that people, I'm saying you don't want, no one wants that. You don't want that. I'm going to explain, I'm going to explain how that ties in, how, uh, how that ties in a little bit. People don't want to be preached at in the sense that not that people don't want the gospel. People do not want God and or Jesus. They don't want to be talked at. They want to be, they want people to talk with them. Exactly. So along with my, what I said previously, my extended answer to that question would be just be genuine. When you're talking to people, when you're encountering people, you know, I could only imagine. I mean, we see this throughout the Bible with Jesus, right? Even in the examples that we mentioned, he was just genuine. A friend of like, you know what I mean? Like a a genuine friend. Like, so people, people want to know that they're loved, respected and genuinely cared for. Exactly. Stop trying to sell the gospel. Stop. Stop trying to sell the gospel. Have you ever, some of y'all probably had this experience. If you've ever been to any, uh, convenience store sam's club or you've gone out you've been traveling in your own uh, home city or abroad and you've been in a marketplace or anything of that nature and there's or you've even probably got a phone call and there was people who were trying to sell products to you mm. right or you've been to a mall that's that's a, that's a very common place you have those people who are like trying to come up to you and just like you know sell their product or offer you their service and just bombard you with all these things right Half the time, the issue isn't even what they're trying to sell you. It, it's not what they're trying to sell you. It's not the fact that their service or product isn't good. It's the fact that, bro, you didn't even say hi. Dang. 
didn't even ask me how my my evening was going. You didn't you didn't you didn't say hey. You didn't even pretend to care about me. You didn't even compliment my haircut. You could have lied about it. <laughs> That's nuts. You didn't <laughs> you didn't you didn't even pretend to care. Right? Or start a conversation or have some genuine interest right. in my life and well being. Mm. That's usually half the problem. And so now twist that to people to Christians who are now trying to evangelize to people who have never heard of God before. And the first thing they hear out of your mouth is you're going to hell. And the wages of sin are death. I'm not saying yeah, don't speak yeah. truth. It's true. In your presentation or your conversation. But right. There, there's a, there's a practical, there's a practical approach to this. Yeah. How you, you know? how you do it matters. How, like how you do it matters. And also how you say things matters For with sure. that whole like wages of sin thing. But that's another conversation, honestly. But, yeah, so that, I mean that you know, in terms of that's a question I get a lot, and like that's one thing is like, be just just be genuine. I think at the heart of everything is love. Like you know, we had Eric on here, and he says this all the time, and he like just um, preaches this a lot, which I love is the fact that it's the goodness of God that draws a man to repentance. Mm. The basis of everything Jesus did was in love, even when he flipped the tables in the temple, right. It was everything he did was in love. And when he encountered people, they felt that and they responded to that. Exactly. And that's what got their attention. Exactly. And so, um, you know, and obviously love doesn't cause out agreement with people's lifestyles or what they do. But that 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 that's that's where the conversation starts and then where we need to be at. Yeah. No, that genuine piece like that's so important. And I think for me personally, and it's kind of going back to our last EP, Shameless Plug. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Episode 47. But uh, we were talking about how like. Christians tend to tend to like always put on this mask and I would do that with my evangelism and my mindset was I thought okay if I'm evangelizing to someone you know and I'm trying to get them to believe in my God and that my God is so good that my God is so great then I have to make it appear to seem like I'm perfect and that I don't have any issues like that's that's the mindset I used to have about it but I feel like God will get more glory from you being genuine and honest about like certain things that you're going through or that genuine aspect we're talking about. Yeah, like when that's you're just, good. Yeah, not when to, you're just to, honest with people. Yeah, and not to not to interrupt, but that just got me thinking. Uh, it's the fact that sometimes you can think that like your flaw, like your your own flaw, your current struggle, can like um, mm, hinder God's goodness. Right. Right. In the eyes of someone else, that yeah. oh snap, since they struggle, he can't be that good. But that's not the case. But go ahead. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what that's the way I used to think. But mm. I God had to rewrite that in my mind, and there's this. In Acts 4, there's a story in Acts 4 that reminds me of this. And basically what had happened was Peter and John were speaking to a crowd. They got arrested. And the next day they came before, like, the court, basically. And they were questioning them. After they had questioned them, um, Acts 4.13, it says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So God doesn't need you to be better than anyone else to effectively evangelize to them. It says they saw the fact that these were just ordinary people. They they unschooled people. Like you you're unschooled. You're 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 ordinary just like me and you have that courage, you have that confidence. So it's like God gets the glory from the the imperfection. He gets the glory from the testimony. And that's something else I want to talk about. That's why testimonies are so important yeah. as well. And not to interrupt you again. Oh, this, is, this is going to be, this is actually for another episode, but it's, it's on my heart right now. It's yeah. the fact that people don't invest in things they can't see themselves in. Say it. 
people won't invest their time, energy, or money in things they don't see themselves in. We love mirrors. I'm gonna leave that there. As for another episode, I already got the idea. But (laughs) we we as people we love mirrors, and what I and simply translate what that means is we love things which are relatable that I see my own life in. Why do you think you love that song so much? It hits so much, Mm. right? Or that that piece of art and or that message exactly. or that sermon and or this speaker because they spoke to something that was in you, mm. that was in yourself and or your story. Yeah. And so whenever we're Christians and we're trying to put on this mask for saying. people, we're trying to act as we're perfectionists and that we don't struggle with things mm. or we don't have a past or we haven't come from something, they can't see them. They can't see. The mask is a wall. What it, what, what, help, help, me, help me with the exact verse. Because I got Bible. We don't have a savior who can't empathize. We don't have a savior that can't empathize with our struggles and iniquities. Mm, yeah. I can look at him and see me. I can see myself. <laughs> yep. Hebrews 415. Hebrews 4.15, I can look at Jesus, he can't, oh my goodness, a mirror. People don't invest in what they can't see themselves in. Exactly. So I can look, I can look through the Gospels and I can see when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was in anguish and he was questioning God and he was in doubt and I can see, yo, he understands. I can get down with that. I I, I feel with that. I feel that. It's real. I feel that one. I've questioned God. Yeah, I feel that. So... Yeah, I just want to mention that it's the fact that, yo, be real, be genuine. Because people, that's what, like, that's why, you know, and, and Christians get a bad rap, bad rep for different things. Because it's just like, yo, like, people don't see them. They they can see right through that. Can, they they can't bro. see themselves in that. So it's just like, okay, cool. Like, I understand your your God is good. But, like, I know you ain't got it all together. And I know you ain't always had it all together. So that's why are saying. you, why, why are we trying to play this game? The relatability is everything. It says they saw they were ordinary men. They they saw the relatability with that, right? And that's what God got the glory from. And because even, because if your if your story's been perfect, then I can't I can, then I can't come to him. Why would why would I, me? Why would I buy the idea that I can be delivered from all my issues when it doesn't even seem like you've been delivered from anything at all? Hmm. Why would I trust that? You feel what I mean? How can I? How can I trust that? That's the whole point. Like when you show the testimony, when you're just genuine and you're like that's where people see. Oh yeah. I'm going through some of that, some of those things. You got delivered from that. Oh, cool! Like, there's there's hope for me. That's that's how that works. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I not, and not only what you got delivered from, but the things you still struggle with. Exactly. That too, right? Some mm-hmm. doubts or some insecurities, a few anxiety, a few anxiety moments of anxiety here and there. But he that he's still bringing you through. Exactly. Jeez, I'm gonna run a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's still delivering you through. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and what I was gonna mention off of that um, that we've talked about before is the fact that your testimony is God's proof. Yeah, and so when it comes to evangelism, and even for me, when I was thinking about it, yo, it's nerve wracking. Real talk, it, it is. is. Like even now, like you know, I, I I get up here and I I speak about you know God and my faith and my walk every week, and even still thinking about starting a conversation with a stranger or someone I'm not familiar with or even people that I may be close with it's still very like nerve wracking mm-hmm. you know like it can it can be you know somewhat like frightening or whatever but the spirit definitely like I promise you it really does give you boldness like 
I can't, it, it's it's unexplainable. Like if you know, yeah, it's like you, know, you just know what to no. say in the in the yes. And so letting God lead you in that because I don't want to I don't want to neglect that part of it too. Like it's just easy because you know it's something like uh, we mentioned this as well. Proverbs ten ten. He who wins souls is wise. Right. Wise. It takes it. It's there takes a certain amount of wisdom in order to relate to certain people to have to have the right conversation to know what points to hit and you know the things to say which is going to come from god yes or even me it's nerve-wracking at times but even you know as you're starting to do it like like i said i mentioned that to say that you can start with your testimony no one can refute that they can't debate that they can't right that's just what can what how can they say that that didn't happen you know that is the first testament of God's proof and his reality is what he's did in what he did in your life. Yeah. And so starting with sharing that and what he's still continually bringing you through, like your updated testimony, right? Cause there's multiple throughout your entire life of what he's recently done or what he's about to do. You know, like mm-hmm. you can start with that. Cause sometimes it's okay. What do I say? And so like, that's the easiest thing. That is a part of, you know, this gospel presentation of what God is doing, what he's done for all of us collectively dying on the cross and what he's doing in our lives individually and what he has done. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to mention that because, you know, sometimes it obviously it's frightening. You don't know what to say, but I always start with that as you like develop, develop your defense. Right. Because um, in terms of actually knowing what to say and sparring with people and deeper thoughts then that goes into apologetics um which we did an episode about it it's called it's not enough um we did that in january so if you haven't listened to that i implore you to that's going to help you a lot in your gospel presentation because i was actually looking at something today earlier and it was a um our our apostle of our church and he said that there is a biblical literacy uh crisis in the body of christ Mm -hmm. um i was just thinking about that you you need to know what you believe and you got to go from just reading the Bible to studying it. Yep. Why is it true? Because in our generation, I don't want to make this too long, but I'm talking now. In our generation, God is good. It ain't going to do it. <laughs> it's not. It's just not going to do it. It's not going to work. <laughs> we, we ask questions. We don't just take things at face value. Yeah. I don't know if you've had a conversation with anybody recently. Like, you know, we, we are very um, adamant about what we stand on in our beliefs yep. across the board, you know, so people who may not even believe in God. So like you, you need to come with knowing what you believe because people sure. have questions. It's not just going to be okay. Like, why is that? Why is this? Why can I believe this is true? How does this work? You know, and not that you have to have all the answers because you're not, you, you don't need to, we're not supposed to have all of them anyway, but you need to have, you need to be prepared for that. Not just to be, not just to defend God, but even for yourself to solidify yourself in your faith. So yeah, go back to that. Cause that's one thing I say can definitely help you like in this process. Um, that episode, it's not enough it's episode not 23. Enough. Um, cause we talked about that a little bit, but yeah. Um, and just one more tip for just evangelizing something I've kind of just learned is just to pray for people. You're, evangelizing too um with them or even just like when you leave the conversation or like after after the fact because i've been in several situations where i kind of just left it at that i'm like oh praise god but it's like i feel like that prayer piece is important because like the the evangelism without the intercession is counterintuitive because if i'm evangelizing to someone like i would want them to be saved but do I really want someone to be saved if I'm not praying for them? So after the fact, just like say, I'm not saying you got to pray for them for like years after, like cool, but like, you know, at least say a prayer for that person after after the conversation. Another thing that we had learned actually at the FCA camp 
the huddle leaders i thought something they brought up that was good it's just like avoid using christian lingo with people who like you know because you never really know who's like grown up in church or who knows what you're talking about like you know you're just talking about the lamb of god they're like oh what are you talking about like who's who's the lamb of god you know so just like and even even that just talk about it in a way that's like makes that would make sense to someone who's never heard it basically like yeah just know just be very just you know know what room you're stepping into yeah no like, no you're that, talking to the proverbs 10 10 that's the wisdom piece yeah right of knowing who who you're encountering what room you're stepping into and and, and being led from that yeah um, for sure i think we talked about being chameleon last week yeah but you know adapting to the environments you're in what paul say i've become all things all to all men that i may save a few yeah you know, so open yourselves up to new experiences, new people, new environments, and knowing how to navigate through those to get God's glory through. So exactly, that's a, that's a, that's a good note too. Indeed. Um, and then that that prayer pre- that prayer priest as well, praying for those, even if it's generally like a general prayer it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I mean, I remember like, names or whatever. Crazy. General prayer for like just those, the people you're called to, your camp, your mission field. Mm-hmm. Pray for your mission field, and um, pray for your mission field. And your mission field is like obviously the assigned people you're called to, maybe the city that you're in, and then the people you encounter day to day. That's always a good prayer. And then you know, just praying for opportunities as well, because I promise they will come. You just gotta, you just gotta I pay wish. attention. Yeah. I promise you, they will come up. You just have to pay attention and like take advantage of it. So, yeah. No more personal Jesus. No more personal Jesus. Well, you say it's E. That's right, the E, fam. Everybody, that's rated E, fam. Rated E for everybody. Ooh, rated E. Uh, oh, <laughs> bro, we should have mentioned title, it at the top. That title's tough. Ah, uh, we should have mentioned it nah, at the top cool, of the bro. podcast. It's still gonna be the title. It's good. I'm tripping. <laughs> that's hard. How we missed that? I remember you used to say that a lot. E. That's hard. Rated E, man. Y'all know what it is. We always be coming with the titles. I feel. Like. I feel like the titles be. I think our titles are tough. I think. I think we do really good job. That, anyways. But <laughs> it's rated E for everybody. Um, I, this is something that I'm challenging myself with. I want to be very intentional about, particularly like this next month. Mm-hmm. Um, um, whether that be like um. For me personally, not everyone has to do this, like starting a Bible study or reaching out to somebody. So, you know, I'm challenging myself with it. I challenge y'all to do so. You know, we all growing. Clay, mm. he's working on me. He's working on me. I like that. That's tough. That's another, that's a whole nother AP. But look, y'all, y'all know what it is. Stay you, stay real, and stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. It's much love.